0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, a member FDIC. Slendy, eggo, slendy, Ago. slendy, a. Hit it up hard. Yeah, the park. Hit it the park. Hit it with a strike. Hit him with a strike. From the national anthem, anthem to the bottom of the night. I've been hey. Hey. Slendy, Ago. Hey hey. slendy, Ago. Hey hey. slendy, Ago. Hey slendy, eggo. Hey. You already know what's up, Uh, what's that another homer, uh, cause you know the job ain't done, till we hold that trophy up, hey! What's going on everybody, welcome to episode 501 of the Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show, it is October 26, 2023, and in Padres land, it's pretty busy, Padres, they are currently searching for a new manager, Bob Melvin is gone, he is in San Francisco, he is in day two of being the San Francisco Giants manager officially. Mike Schilt, he is officially going to be doing his interview, formal interview process today. I think that's according to Kevin Acey. And Ryan Flaherty is going to be talking with the San Diego Padres, and I think he's doing his interview. That is expected for Friday. So that's just pretty much the latest there. the The Padres could ask about Skip Schumacher, ask for permission to talk with Skip. Uh, Benji Gill, I believe, was mentioned in the Spanish portion of yesterday's presser. 97.3 of the fan, they cut that off right when the Spanish speaker started talking, so we didn't didn't know the answer to what AJ said there. Um, But I do have some thoughts on the manager search. There is one more person that has been mentioned that I think is an interesting candidate, so I will get to that. Uh, Yankees preliminary conversation with the San Diego Padres about a Juan Soto trade. We'll get to that here in moments. And Bob Melvin favored moving Juan Soto. That was something that was written yesterday. So, and then there's player reviews to get to as well. I did not do that yesterday because that was obviously a heavy Bob Melvin, AJ Preller day. I don't think people were interested in player reviews then. So I just kept it. I mean, I still talked for what over an hour and a half, I think. Uh, yesterday. Uh, and that was just Bob Melvin, AJ Preller. That had nothing to do with player reviews. I, I didn't think that was the right time to tack on player reviews at the end there, but I will get to some here because I do want to finish those up and, and get through the whole roster. Um, let's start with the report from Andy Martino of SNY. The New York Yankees have already had one pl- preliminary conversation with Padres, with the Padres this off season about Juan Soto, Annie Martino, he covers, it's really the Mets, right? But I think he covers some Yankees, obviously, a New York reporter, reporter for SNY, and that's what he put. I'll read it again. The Yankees have already had one preliminary conversation with the San Diego Padres this offseason about superstar outfielder Juan Soto. League sources say talks have not yet progressed beyond that initial check-in and talk should not progress beyond that initial check-in, in my opinion, right now, because of how early it is in the offseason. I get these two teams, they didn't make the postseason. Their offseason started earlier than everyone else, and everyone has already started their offseason other than the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Texas Rangers. But I think that the new manager that the Padres bring in, I think you should give him at least the the respect to give his opinion on if he wants one of the best hitters in the on the planet, the best hitter on the Padres to remain with the Padres for, for 2024. Right. I, I think that's the right thing to do. And to have all of these preliminary conversations when the whole manager thing hadn't been decided yet, like that's a big cloud over the franchise. I, I just, I just think that it's, yeah, they, it, it should only be like one conversation, preliminary talks, probably not talking too deep about a trade, just a check in and, Kevin AC, I think he reported in the Union Tribune yesterday that the Padres are not, they're not trying to trade Juan Soto. They're not actively shopping Juan Soto. I think Martino put that in his article that they're not actively shopping Soto, which makes me happy. I don't think Juan Soto should be traded. I think that the Padres should try to go win it all again this season. You acquired Juan Soto for three pennant races. I know AJ lies, but he literally said that at his press conference when they acquired Juan Soto, yeah, we have him here for three pennant races. Don't know, essentially saying, don't know about after that, his future, obviously, being a free agent, Scott boris client, but we got him for three pennant races. You gave up a ton for him, you trade Juan Soto to the Yankees or whatever team in baseball. You're not going to get back what you traded in that package. So just get that out of your head. If the Padres do trade Juan Soto to the Yankees, I want Jason Dominguez back, or I want Spencer Jones back. He was their top draft pick recently. I want someone like that back in the deal, and it's probably going to have to be, um, you know, major league talent as well. And Jason Dominguez does not count as major league talent, in my opinion. Although he has played in the majors, he he has he's he just had surgery, so he's not going to play for maybe all of 2024, probably most of 2024. So I, you want major league ready players. Or at least one big major league player back in return. But who are the Yankees going to offer the Padres that the Padres would be interested in? That is a major league player. It would probably have to be starting pitching, right? Someone as a starting pitcher. Michael King, I think, has been thrown in there. That's been mentioned. It would have to be someone like that. And it would have to be one of their top prospects. I would want Jason Dominguez back. I would want Spencer Jones back. Someone like that. Like those, I'm going to be picky. I mean, It's Juan Soto. It's the best player, best hitter on the team, at least last year, offensively, production-wise, this past season. And I think that he's going to have a really good season. Obviously, assuming that he can stay healthy, I think that he's going to have a great year. He's motivated, obviously, to win. But also, I mean, he is playing for hundreds of millions of dollars here this next season. So if he has an amazing walk year, I think his price tag goes up. If he doesn't and he performs less than what he did this year and he has some bad months like he did this past season, don't know if he's going to get all the way up to $500 million. But I'm pretty sure that's where Boris and Soto are shooting for, right? They're going to shoot for the stars. And having a great walk year I think will help with that. And if the Padres can have Juan Soto in his walk year, I think that can really help the Padres get to the postseason which obviously should be their goal, get in and then see what happens, right? Of course, you want to win the division, but the most important thing is getting in. Just go look at the Diamondbacks. Go look at the Rangers. Go look at the at the, the Phillies last year. Go look at the Nationals in 2019. Like, There's so many examples. And with this expanded postseason, you just don't know what's going to happen, right? Dodgers get swept. Braves, they're out by the Phillies. They get knocked out by the Phillies early. Orioles get knocked out earlier. Rays lose at home. Um, Brewers lost at home to the Diamondbacks. Like, you just don't know what's going to happen. So, yeah, preliminary conversation. If I'm a Padres fan and I want Juan Soto, I'm not freaking out right now, but it's definitely on my mind. The manager search that's at the forefront, and I'm going to get to that here in a little bit. Obviously, that's the most important thing right now. That's the most pressing thing, but. Juan Soto is going to be a huge topic of discussion this off season. There's no doubt about that for sure, because he has one year left and you know, the Padres, they're looking to slash payroll. I think Kevin wrote the other day, at least $50 million. What's one way that's easily going to help with that? Trading away a guy that's projected to make 30 mil, 33 mil, somewhere in there in his final year of arbitration. But, Again, you can't sell that to the fan base. You can't sell, yeah, we're trying to go all in and win in 2024, win that World Series, when Snells walking, haters walking. You just let Bob Melvin go to, to a division rival for no compensation. That still doesn't make sense to me. Um, Slashing payroll and you trade Juan Soto, you can't sell that you're going all in. You're not going all in, if that's the case. When you said you were going to be going all in for all three years because you acquired Juan Soto and you said, yeah, we have him here for three pennant races. So, yeah, I'm definitely on the train. I'm on. I'm on the side of yeah. Don't trade Juan Soto. I don't want to have regrets. What if we had Juan Soto? What would have happened? No, have Juan Soto. Go try it out. And if it doesn't work, well, hey, at least you tried. I'm seeing some people in comments and on social media saying, well, they acquired Juan Soto to win right now, and it didn't work, so trade him. Well. There's still one more year on the contract. It hasn't worked so far. 2022 was encouraging. 2023, yeah, it didn't work out. Failure, disappointment of a season. Most frustrating season I've ever, you know, been a part of as a Padres fan. Watching this team day in, day out. But there's still one more year. Well, we're just going to give up on this one year? This, I think Soto's, what, 24 or his age 24 season? I'm going to give up on that. I thought we were supposed to be all in and trying to win the whole thing. So, yeah, keep Juan Soto, please, Padres. Please keep Juan Soto. Now, I do understand if they do deal him, if, like, they go to Juan, they make him an offer that was higher than the Nationals' $440 million offer, and the Padres are like, all right, we're not going to keep him. He's going to go to free agency. Let's just get something back for him. Maybe a team is willing to overpay. Maybe a team is willing to give them controllable major league talent. Maybe a team is willing to give them their Jason Dominguez or their Spencer Jones to have the right to Juan Soto for this coming year, and they have the exclusive right to try to get an extension done. Good luck with that, but I'm just saying maybe a team will look at that that way. But again, the Padres, they're not going to get back anywhere close to what they traded to the Washington Nationals because the team that's trading for Soto, if they do, they're not getting three years of Juan Soto. They're getting one year of Juan Soto. And then maybe he walks on them in free agency. Maybe he gets to that team and has no interest in signing an extension or even talking about one because he's this close already to free agency, you know? So it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. Um, Kevin A. C. he wrote in the Union Tribune yesterday, I'm going to pull up this quote. This was in his article about the Padres manager search. It's already underway. He said in the middle of this piece, a Padres source said the Sides have not talked this offseason about Padres and the Yankees for a potential Juan Soto deal. Two different sources said previously the Yankees were among the teams that expressed interest in Soto before the trade deadline, which makes sense. They needed outfield help if anyone follows the Yankees at all. I mean, they needed outfield help, and it's Juan freaking Soto. Of course, they're going to express interest. Aaron Judge was out for a little bit. Like, you can't probably rely on Giancarlo Stanton because he gets hurt and he's not going to play the outfield every day. Aaron Hicks didn't work out for them like they needed outfield help. So, it does make sense why the Yankees, you know, at least checked in and showed interest. It's 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 Juan Soto. Now Kevin says and it was fairly commonly known within the organization that Melvin favored moving Soto And when I saw this, I was like, oh, wow, that is an interesting tidbit right there from Kevin. Did he just learn of this? It was fairly commonly known within the organization that Bob Melvin favored moving Juan Soto. You know the Brian Windhorst meme thing? Why would he do that? Why would they do that? Why would you trade Soto? And if you're Bob Melvin, why would you favor moving Juan Soto? Is it because he is hard to deal with? You didn't want to deal with him anymore? Is it because you thought that you were going to go with the Giants, go to the Giants, or go to another job? You knew that you weren't going to be here, and so you wanted Soto traded, and so that would make it easier to beat the Padres in your next spot? Why did you want Soto traded? Because with Bob, he probably knew he wasn't going to get extended one more year, Soto's here for one more year. He's the best hitter on the team. He's one of the best players in baseball. Bob knows how good Juan Soto is and how much he can help the team offensively. If you're trying to win, why would you want one of the most productive players in the league, your most productive offensive player, why would you want him to be traded? How does that help the Padres? Maybe Juan Soto is just hard to deal with if you're a manager of a team. And you don't want to deal with his demands of playing every day when you think it's best to give him an off day. Or you want to have more flexibility on the roster. But it's Juan Soto. You can be more flexible on the roster by dumping some other contracts, dealing other guys. You would want Juan Soto on your team. So I'm just confused why Bob Melvin would want Juan Soto traded. I'm thinking if he was thinking like what's good for the Padres, Well, this can help the Padres' future, but Bob would only care about his future with the Padres, right? And that's 2024, at least at that time when he was with the Padres still. So, like, Juan Soto, I'm sorry, Juan Soto is probably going to help your team in 2024 more than whoever you get back for 2024. And that's probably all Bob would care about, right? Why would he care about the prospect that's going to come up in 2026 if Bob's not going to be there then, you know? So is this a red flag to the Padres that maybe Juan, we shouldn't be all in on extending Juan Soto because if Bob wanted Juan to be gone and Bob was only going to be here for 2024, at least that's what his contract was. And he wanted him to be dealt. What does that say about Juan? Is that a red flag for us? Are there characteristics that Bob knows about Juan things that he has seen in that clubhouse every day? Because there's some people, Preller's not in that clubhouse every day. At least that's not what it seems. It seemed like there was some distance from Preller, the front office, and Melvin. You know, this past season when that that relationship kept getting worse is what it seems like. So Bob, he may know more things about Juan Soto than some people in the front office than Peter Seidler. So should this be a red flag to the Padres? I don't know because I'm not in there, so I'm not going to say this should be a red flag to the Padres, like they shouldn't go try to extend Juan Soto. I'm just seeing what he does on the field and his production on the field. can his defense get better? Yeah. Is he going to be the left fielder every day for the rest of this contract if the Padres give him a $500 million contract? No, I don't see that. And it might end up looking really bad with Bogarts, Manny, and Soto here long term. And Tatis. But I think Tatis can age pretty well. And Manny, I think he could age pretty well as well, even if he moves over to first, or I think he could play third for a while. We'll see about Soto. We'll see about Bogarts. But if Seidler, I mean, I don't know how much longer Seidler is going to be the owner of this team, how much longer he is going to be here with us. Doesn't he want to just go all in and win? I would want Juan Soto here long-term because I think he's a really good baseball player. But I do understand that if you if you sign Juan Soto long term, that's another huge contract. And that probably gives your GM, your Pobo, your president of baseball operations probably gives them less or less flexibility. Do you do you take the Juan Soto quitting stuff that the quotes about quitting? Do you take that as a red flag? Do you take Bob wanting Soto gone? Do you want that as a red flag? Kevin could be wrong about saying that Melvin wanted Soto gone, but I mean, he said, he says here, it was fairly commonly known within the organization. So does this mean that Bob made it known to coaches? He made it known to Preller. He made it known to front office members that he wanted Bob gone, that he wanted Juan gone, excuse me. Like that's interesting. I just don't, why would you, I I just go back to my point. Why would you want Juan Soto gone if you're only under contract through 2024 and Soto's only, only under contract through 2024? That doesn't make that, that doesn't add up to me. Why would you want your best hitter gone when you're trying to go win a World Series? Does that make sense? Doesn't make sense to me. So, is this the Padres wanting Bob to look bad? I mean, because how does this get leaked out? I mean, Kevin did like fairly commonly known. So, did he just learn this when Bob, you know, went to the Giants? And so, Padres people want to cover them and make Bob look bad. So they spill the beans. Does Preller spill the beans to to, uh, to AC? Um, does a source spill the beans to AC? Like, no, Bob didn't want Juan here. So you should hate Bob. Padre fans, you should hate Bob. Is this a red flag for wanting Soto long-term? If Bomo wanted him out, why would Bob want Soto gone? Like, those are the questions that I have. What questions do you guys have? Let me know in the comments on YouTube. What questions do you have from this? Like, this is confusing to me. If Bob wanted him gone, do other people in the front office want Juan gone? Or was it other coaches that want Juan gone as well? How do teammates feel about Juan? I have questions coming from this. Kevin also mentioned in his article about Ruben Diebla. AC talking about how Ruben Diebla is expected to get an interview with the Padres. He has made it known that he wants to manage someday. And I think Ruben should get an interview. I think that's an interesting candidate. Do I want Ruben managing over Ryan Flaherty? Probably. Yeah, probably. Why? I don't know. I mean, he does have more coaching experience. I mean, he he spent a long time with the Cleveland Guardians organization. He obviously was speaking with Bob a ton in the dugout because he's the pitching coach. He has to talk with Bob about when is it best to take a pitcher out? Who should we go to? Who's available? All that. So I think he could be well-suited for that. I feel like a lot of the pitchers respect Ruben Niebla. And I think he has helped a lot of pitchers get better and made themselves more comfortable and brought more confidence to that pitching staff. And maybe this is what, maybe Ruben goes to the Padres and is like, I know he's under contract, but what if Bob asked Ruben to come with him? <laughs> what would happen there? Maybe he goes to the Padres and be like, "I'm getting offers elsewhere to be their pitching coach." It's a lateral move. Sure, you could prevent it, but you allowed Bob to make a lateral move. You're gonna allow probably Matt William or Matt Williams. I think his contract's up. I think Christensen's contract is up, but you're gonna allow them to to go, uh, or you're allowing Bob to go. Make me the manager. I want to be the manager. I want an elevated role with this franchise, or else I'm going to go as well. If Bob is asking me to leave and come to the Giants, because I respect Bob, I like Bob, and you're not giving me an elevated position, I'm. I'm I don't know what is. I don't know what Ruben's contract situation is. Is it just a one year? Is it one more year? If it's one more year, he could ask for an extension. If that doesn't happen, then he could be like, well, are you fully invested in me? I, I I want the Padres to keep Ruben at all costs. I mean, this guy, ever since he came in, right, hasn't hasn't there been good things with the Padres pitching, starting pitching, um, talks with minor leaguers? Like, I haven't heard bad things about Ruben Diebla. So that's a guy I think that c- should get an interview. I mean, what's the worst thing? You just talk, and you decide to go with Schilt or Flaherty or... An, outside candidate and maybe you can get Ruben and to stay on the staff. He's under contract, so they could prevent him from going elsewhere. Unless another team is like, we want to interview Ruben for the manager job. They give him the manager job. The Padres can't prevent that. They can only prevent, I think, lateral moves or moves that would be lower in an organization. I think, I don't think they can prevent someone from being the pitching coach with the Padres. They get a guardians manager offer, let's say, cause he has history there and he gets offered the job. They can't prevent him from being the guardians manager, by the way, Andy green. I don't know if anyone saw this, but Andy green just got or He's going either. He just got interviewed or he's going to get interviewed for the guardians manager job. So I wasn't really expecting that Andy green, Jace Tingler, one of them, either of them to get another managing interview. I just, thought it was probably was just, those were stupid hires. I don't want to say Andy green too much because that was a rebuilding process. It was more Tingler. That's the one that pissed me off more. Um, But it was like, he's the only one thinking this, you know, he's trying to go outside the box. No one else is going to hire these guys. It shows that these guys were, especially the Tingler one. It was a bad manager move. Like, what are we doing here? No, They haven't Tingler. Hasn't gotten another manager interview to my knowledge since he left. he, He's had success with the Twins under Rocco Baldelli. Not saying that he hasn't had some success, and it seems like he's well thought of in that Twins organization. I just don't think he was fit to be the manager at that point for a team that you're trying to you're trying to go up, you're trying to win. He just wasn't that right guy. And maybe Bob, getting back to Bob here for a sec, maybe Bob wasn't the right guy to be managing all of these superstar talents. You know, he was in Oakland for all those years, not. Having a bunch of superstars. If it was good players, they weren't even being paid that much money and then they'd go elsewhere, right? And he had more depth and he was able to do more things with guys on the roster. He wasn't clashing with the GM and uh, he wasn't clashing with David Forrest and with Billy Bean about who should be on the roster or not. He wasn't sitting there benching someone for over a month like he did with Matt Carpenter because it was clear he didn't want Matt Carpenter on the roster. But AJ did. So Melvin just said, all right, I'm just not going to play him then. Screw you. I'm just not going to play him. And I was listening to Darren Smith yesterday, and he was talking about how Bob, he didn't he didn't like the Xander Bogarts move. Like, what are we doing here? Just like a lot of Padres fans now are, are like, what the heck? I don't like that move. Um, he, was, he just didn't understand it. What are we doing here? Don't we already have a shortstop? Don't we already have shortstops? Why are we bringing in Xander Bogarts? That's another superstar I have to manage. That's the that's what I got from Darren listening to him yesterday on that. Um, so I don't really have anything else to to add on that. But yeah, Ruben Ebla expected to get an interview. We'll see what happens there. I don't think he's gonna be the next manager of the team, but I think this could also just be a hey Ruben, we care about you. You want to be a manager in the future. We're gonna interview you. We're gonna give you a formal interview. We're gonna go through that process so you can see what that looks like. I don't think Ruben has interviewed has done a managerial interview before, at least for a big league team. So this could literally just be AJ going through the motions with Ruben and Ruben understanding that and they just treat it like it's a formal interview so Ruben can get that experience. Like I'm pretty sure some other organizations have done and this could be instead of like Skip Schumacher, Mark DeRosa with the Mets, right? Like they, in the past, they have said, I wasn't ready for it. I went in there wasn't ready for it. It was pretty clear to me that I, it just wasn't my time. Well, this maybe this isn't Ruben's time and he knows that and Preller knows that, but they can, you know, work through it and maybe Ruben can be the future manager of the Padres or it could just help Ruben out. And uh maybe that's what they're doing here. But it doesn't hurt to to interview Ruben Niebla. Like there's there's literally no negative to interviewing Ruben Niebla, right? I don't think so. All right, getting to Player reviews, before I get to that, just want to shout out the partners of the show, main partner of the show, Gaglion Bros, famous cheesesteaks and garlic fries. Main location is on Friars Road. Check them out. Their website is in the description. Foco, great Padres, bobbleheads, and collectibles. Uh, check them out. BreakingT.com, Padres, Aztecs, Wave shirts, and sweatshirts. They've got great stuff there, so I definitely recommend you check them out. Links in the description. Underdog Fantasy, 100% deposit match, up to $100. Uh, NBA season is underway. So that adds some more pick'ems on there for you. The postseason resumes on Friday, World Series Game One, Rangers and the D backs, and then other sports as well: college football, NFL, um, other sports as well that you can do there. There's drafts. So definitely check them out. Use code Talking Friars or click the link in the description for that. And SeatGeek, Code Talking Friars, $20 off your Seat Geek order. Not just Padres games, but other events as well. So shout out to all the partners. Please support them; um, they're great. I, I think I, I I don't I don't partner with something that I don't believe in that I don't think is good. Um, so I it, I'm definitely recommending these to you. Um, you know, SeatGeek helping you out there. Twenty dollars off. Breaking Tea, great great stuff there. All of these um, use it to your advantage. Please, 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 please use that to your advantage. All right, going into the player reviews, the four player reviews for today, Matt Carpenter, Garrett Cooper, G-Man Choi, and Rich Hill. I want to start with Carpenter and Cooper. Starting off with Matt Carpenter, a negative .3 F4, 76 games, a 176 average, 322 on base, 319 slug, 86 weighted run created 18 runs scored, 31 runs driven in, and five home runs. Yes, bad contract that the Padres gave. I liked the creativeness from AJ when this was given out. I was even propping up the Nelson Cruz deal when it was given out like $1 million. Like this is a very low risk signing, but these, these moves didn't work out. Like in, in the Padres now, they, they're going to have to give Matt Carpenter, I think five and a half million dollars for 2024. I thought it was, they should have at least tried to tack that on to the giants for, with the Bob Melvin thing. Like you're going to a division rival, dude. And the Giants, I'm not here to help you out. And it seems like AJ probably was just helping the Giants out there by no compensation. Um, Not having them take on a contract. I was thinking like Austin Nola, maybe a few million dollars, Matt Carpenter, five and a half. Like, take that on. You got to take that on. You want Bob? All right. I'm not asking for anything back. You just take on this money. You've got room. You definitely have room to take on money. So take on the money if you want Bob that bad. But He helped the Giants and didn't ask for anything, didn't have them take on anything. I would have tried. I would have tried. But Matt Carpenter, positives from him, was like he got off to a good start. First month of the year, 16 runs driven in, I think. His production, though, obviously fell off in May, never got back to what it was at the beginning of the season. He sat for, was it a month or was it three weeks without getting an at-bat? And that was one of the clashes between Bob and AJ. A.J. wanted him still on the roster, probably because he knew that he had one more year left, going to try to trade him in the offseason, and Bob didn't want Matt on the roster, or else he would have played him more frequently. He only was playing Carpenter when he had to, when there were injuries, when Cronenworth went down. When he had to play Carp, he played him, but if he didn't have to play him, he wasn't going to play him. He didn't want Matt Carpenter on the roster. He wanted more flexibility, and Carpenter was not giving him that. It's not like he was performing on the field. He wasn't. And he can play some first base, but he was pretty much a DH and a pinch hitter. And he's sitting there, not productive, not doing anything. Is he helping teammates? Yes, that's a big positive that I can point to with Matt Carpenter. And he said this, I think, during the season. As a player on this team, regardless of what happens to me personally, with playing time, I still have a responsibility to come to work and be a good teammate and cheer on our guys that are in the game and be there if they have a question about an approach. Nothing has changed in that regard. If they get rid of me tomorrow, would I be disappointed that this season has played out the way it has? Of course I would. But would I completely understand that they have to and it's what is best? Of course. Like he was just for the Padres. He understood the situation and he was surprised that he wasn't off the roster. And he wasn't off the roster because of A.J. Preller. Like, that's why. Um, if the Padres were truly, had urgency, they were truly trying to win and cared about every roster spot, they probably would have had Matt Carpenter off of the roster. But the way that the roster was constructed, it was okay to have Matt Carpenter on the roster. And I don't know if Bob understood that, but if it was, it was okay, in my opinion, to have Carpenter still be on the roster because the guys that were in there every day, they're in there every day. It's not like, Sure, could they have used more off days? Okay, yeah. But if the Padres were going to make the postseason, those guys, Bogarts and Cronoworth and Kim and Tatis and Soto and Manny and Grisham, like, they're in there every day. Collectively as a whole, did I say Soto as well? They've got to be better. I'm not saying individually some guys. Like, some guys had good years. But there were a lot of guys that didn't, and they needed to be better, and it was unacceptable. So it wasn't like oh, we could really use that extra roster spot to bench Manny Machado. Like, you weren't going to do that. So I kind of did understand Preller keeping Matt Carpenter, but I understood also at the same time Bob Melvin being pissed off that Carpenter was still on the roster because to him that probably showed that Preller's not serious enough about winning, he's okay with the the lack of flexibility, didn't care about what his manager thought, and he was just looking out for himself and trying to trade Carpenter in the offseason instead of trying to just have the best players on that roster at that time to try to go win more baseball games, right? So, yeah, bad year for Carpenter, obviously. I would not be surprised if the Padres try to trade. They're going to try to trade Carpenter in the offseason. It's just a matter of, is another team going to be willing to take that on? And if Soto gets traded, if you're the Padres, you probably should try to get Carpenter attached to that deal and make a team take on Matt Carpenter because you're not going to get back nearly as much as you traded for Soto, like I said earlier. So maybe what the Padres do is they try to get a major league pitcher back, top prospect, and take on Carpenter's contract or take on some of it and take just take Carpenter so that there can be a, 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 a more versatile player for the next manager of the team coming up in 2024. And Garrett Cooper, his year, I mean, with the pod this is his whole year, not just with the Padres. A .3 F4, 123 games, 251 average, 304 on base, 419 slug, 96 weighted runs created plus. He had 17 home runs on the year, over 60 runs driven in, over 40 runs scored. I'd be fine with Carpenter returning, or not, excuse me, not Carpenter, Cooper to see last names. I'd be fine with Garrett Cooper returning on like a one year deal, maybe two, maybe a two year. I know Preller loves to do the option years when he probably could just do the one year deal instead of giving him an option Um, or at least give him an option, but don't, don't make it five and a half million dollars for an aging Matt Carpenter. You know, with Cooper, I'd be fine with him returning if he is going to be, the first baseman, I mean, the, the Padres, they could just rejuggle the puzzle pieces. And Cooper's the opening day first baseman because Manny has to DH. So it's Kim at third, Bogart at short, Crony at second, Cooper at first. Who knows? Manny would DH. Soto, if he's still here, maybe it's still Grisham, Tatis. That's, that's running it back, though. That's literally running it back. And I don't think the Padres should do that. It's probably best to try to, Trade Grish. Um, see if someone can take that for pitching or for an outfield bat. If someone has an excess of that and they need some better defense. Maybe the Minnesota Twins would be interested. Uh, if Michael Taylor doesn't return for them, you know, someone like that. I, I don't know. But r- running it back, it's hard to sell that to the fan base as well. You're not running it back on the pitching side because you literally can't. There's some big time guys that aren't going to be here. And then on the offensive side, you're saying, okay, let's run it back. Yeah, for a team that underwhelmed offensively and sucked with runners in scoring position and clearly wasn't good enough because it took them till September to win four games in a row. And that included, what, the Rockies and the A's, I think? Right, and a Dodger team at the end there, that last game of that series that was preparing for the postseason. So, I mean, yeah, the the offense, it needs to improve, and I just don't know how... You, I don't know how you can really sell that. It's just a bunch of hope. That's how you would sell it is, well, look at the back of these guys' baseball cards. They'll turn it around. It's hard to sell that to the fan base when this same team wasn't good enough in 2023, right? So, you know, Cooper, maybe he is going to be a bench first baseman, a, a a bat off the bench and would be willing to come back. Or maybe he can get a starting job elsewhere in the Padres Maybe this is a Brandon Drury or a Josh Bell situation where I'm not saying Cooper would go get Josh Bell money like the Guardians gave Josh Bell. I think that was an overpay. But I'm just saying like maybe another team is willing to give him a starting spot and the Padres don't want to commit to that. They're not going to guarantee that because of the situation that they put themselves in. With Crony locked in, they probably don't want to trade Kim because he was one of their better offensive performers last year. You have Bogarts locked in. Manny, you're not, obviously he's not going anywhere. So maybe it's a situation where it's like, well, we can't guarantee you a, a starting first base spot. Like you're, you're our starting first baseman all year. Maybe you're the starting first baseman for the first couple of weeks. And there's another team out there that might say, no, Cooper, you're, you're our first baseman. We got you. And maybe it's for a little bit less money, but Hey, he wants to play. So we'll see what happens there with Cooper in terms of his performance for 2023. He stayed healthy enough to stay in the lineup almost every day, had some good moments, hit some home runs. Out of yeah, him and like G-Man Choi, obviously he was the better guy, but that's a very low bar. And I'm going to be interested to see how much money he gets in free agency, whether it's from another team, whether it's from the Padres. Does another team offer him a multi-year deal? How many years does he get? Is it just a one-year thing? We'll see what happens there. I'm going to be interested in seeing what happens with Garrett Cooper. Um, the negative with Cooper obviously is he's a free agent, just like the next two guys here, Rich Hill, and G-Man Choi are free agents. I'm not saying that's a negative that these two guys here are free agents because they didn't help the Padres. Rich Hill stunk, G-Man Choi stunk. Um, I'm okay with th- with them being free agents, but it just goes back to Preller's trade deadline. I think that it was better for the Padres not to go get those players. I thought that they should have sold Hader, sold Snell, realized that yeah, this is just not the year. Or you can say, well, I mean, Musgrove told the media initially that he thought they were a good team even without Snell and Hater, So we're going to believe in that and hope they turn it around. If they're going to make the postseason, these guys got to be better anyway. So here you go. We believe in you guys right here. We don't need anyone else. You guys just got to play better. We believe in you. Let's go. But Padres, they decide to make some fringe moves, one-year deals, or um, guys that were on one-year deals. And G-Man Choi doesn't get a hit until, like, Almost the last game of the season, right? I think the second to last game of the year. 0.4 F4, he was hurt. 39 games. Dude hit 163. 239 on base. 65 weighted runs created plus. League average is 100. I mean, that was that was, by the way, that was his stats with the Padres and Pittsburgh, by the way. Six home runs on the year. He just didn't do anything. Didn't go hitless. He got two hits in the 16 games played. Only 16 games that he played with the Padres. And our luck, whoever the Padres, I already forget, but whoever the Padres traded to the Pirates, they're going to end up being like Jack Sawinski and hit home runs against the Padres at Petco. Uh, so yeah, I'm fine with G-Man Choi not returning. And that move obviously didn't work out. That trade didn't work out. Rich Hill, .7 F4. This is his whole season, not just with the Padres. 32 games, 146 innings, little over that. 146 and a third 541 ERA 1524 whip 129 strikeouts 58 walks 23 home runs allowed and seven hit batters the positive from Rich Hill he was honest to the media like I love that you say that you suck but I mean that only takes you so far right what matters the most is what you do in games and he took the Padres out of a lot of games When you get down in games, it already felt like the Padres weren't going to come back. And then when you give up, you know, four or five runs, you give up a bunch of bombs. Um, You don't make it through like four innings, five innings. You're hurting the bullpen and the offense probably already feels, you know, first inning, second inning. Yeah, we're not winning this game. And that's probably how they felt like because it was admitted in that clubhouse that they give up when, you know, Things got tough when they got behind in games. And, you know, the, the energy changes when they get down like that. So, yeah, Richel, I respect that he's doing, he, he continues to find a way to pitch in the big leagues and do what he loves. And he's still pitching, and a team is still willing to take him on. Um, and he is interested in playing next year, just not from the get go. He wants to play the second half of 2024, which makes sense, you know. He has less bullets, and he probably wants to go to a contender if a contender is willing to have him, right? You don't have to make a trade. You can just sign Rich Hill if you're a contender next year as depth, right? Uh, Or not a contender, just to finish out a season. Rich Hill wants to continue pitch. Good for him. I just hope it's not on the Padres, and hopefully he's not taking that personally. I think he'd agree. Like, yeah, the Padres probably shouldn't want me because I pitch like crap. And I, again, I liked how straightforward he was to the media. But yeah, this trade deadline, other than Scott Barlow, it was another dud of a trade deadline for, for AJ Preller. 2022, yeah, I loved getting Juan Soto. I loved AJ Preller then. I was like, man, I love that he has the balls to do this. Just go all in. But then, going back to Soto, like if he trades Soto, then he's backing off on that. Now he he doesn't really have the balls because he's trading Soto. Have the balls to stick through it with Soto and just go all in. Yep, we traded for Soto. Yep, it's okay if he walks. We're going to try to extend him, but we're going to try. We're not going to trade Juan Soto. We're not going to have any regrets. Nope, Soto, you're here all three years, all three pennant races, which is only one right now because last year, obviously, they didn't make the postseason. Um, But yeah, this, this deadline, I mean, you look at past deadlines for Preller, right? There's some deadlines where they could have traded Justin Upton and got back Michael Fomer, who was good at the time, and they don't do it. And look what happens. There's deals or deadlines, I should say, like Adam Frazier in 2021, or, you know, they acquired Jake Marisnik when they already had a defensive center fielder. They needed pitching and they don't make any moves for pitching. And you have Jake Arrieta and Vince Velasquez and Ross Detweiler and Guys like that pitching at the end of the season, you got Jake Arrieta faking a hamstring injury and he's on the golf course the next day. And you end up, I think, releasing him. Um, You have that at the end of the year. You have Adam Frazier trying to put him in the left field because it isn't working out. You thought you had a Hosmer deal lined up, so you acquire Frazier before you even trade Hosmer. And so you have guys pissed off. Some of these deadlines have not looked good on A.J. Preller. And to me, this is another one that does not look good on A.J. Preller. He didn't trade Snell, didn't trade Hader. You're going to get nothing back for them except like a compensatory draft pick, whatever pick that is. And you acquire G-Man Choi, who gets like two hits, zero meaningful hits for the Padres. Rich Hill, who was admitting that he was crap and giving up a bunch of bombs, and he's throwing batting practice to guys barlow okay yep an additional year of control thank you for doing that like i would have been fine if it was just that that he did because you are helping the team technically and you're looking out for next year but then like you know garrett cooper he was fine but you know he's a free agent at the end of the year it's another underwhelming deadline for me for aj so to recap carpenter cooper cooper wasn't like that disappointing to me but it was just a one-year deal um Carpenter, obviously disappointing, and it was part of the clash, the Civil War, as it was described by by one person, I believe in that organization, right? Uh, I think that was in one of AC's articles during the year. That was part of the Civil War, Matt Carpenter. And Rich Hill and G-Man Choi, obviously, they did nothing for this Padres team. So, yeah, not going to miss some of those guys. So there we go. There is episode five hundred one, Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show. Hopefully, you and en- you enjoyed this show. Thank you so much for the time watching live. Or excuse me, not live because this show's not live; it's recorded. My bad. Uh, watching on YouTube, listening on the podcast platforms. Thank you so much for the support. You can follow uh, my social media channels at Talking Friars on Twitter and on Instagram. And you you can subscribe to the YouTube channel if you have not already and turn on those notifications for the channel so you don't miss when I go live. If you want to join those live streams in the comments or on the show, I give the opportunity for that, obviously, as well on those live streams. Um, If you have any ideas of shows, topics that you want me to cover, feel free to let me know there. Love talking with you guys. Love the Padre fan. Uh, Support the community of Padres fans. We'll get through it. We'll see what happens with this manager uh, hunt, this manager search here from A.J. Preller and the Padres. We'll see what happens with Juan Soto in the offseason. It's just getting started.